Yes, come right in here. This is the Earth Church. I'm Reverend Billy. We got some empty seats right over here. It is a strange time right now. What kind of movie are we walking around inside of? Who's directing this film? Of course, when the church has stopped shopping, we say the Earth is in charge. But my God, how many dead? I mean, there's just so much death going on so fast. And today we're honoring some of our teachers, leaders, heroes that have passed away just recently. But my God, the, 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 the earth needs to give us a little more information here. Please. Earth, hallelujah, we want to work with you. Just help us just a bit. It's just, this is a strange springtime. Each leaf that's budding out is like a, a sarcastic smile. There aren't any birds singing. Where do they go? Earth, hallelujah, I know that the earth is involved in a rapid evolution. Not so much a pandemic anymore as a very fast, brutal evolution. Or you might say extinction. It's underway and it's accelerating. And we don't know what will happen to us. We might turn into superhumans. We might turn into no humans. Probably the latter. But our obligation is to work with the earth to be a part of that evolution, to find out how we can represent the earth, be the earth, have the earth in us direct our politics. Go into a J.P. Morgan Chase or a Barclays or an HSBC or a Citibank, go in there and say, stop financing fossil fuel and start figuring out how to be a part of the evolution. Join up. Join the real power, the real economy, the real government. Earth Alleluia, somebody help me now. Somebody help me. Somebody give me an Earth Alleluia here today. Yay!
We dress up like extinct animals and sing in a bank and get arrested and go to jail and try to sleep. And then we come home and sleep and get up and dress like extinct animals and get on the subway to another bank where we meet the Stop Shopping Singers and go into the lobby and sing, hand out investment information, and then get handcuffed and go to jail, or maybe just the precinct house for a few hours, but maybe the tombs, city jail, up to three days and nights and face the judge again and make some promise or other and go home and get ready to go banking. We shower and then study bank investments and then call other shopping stoppers. Can you believe UBS is bankrolling that Aussie coal? And then we read more extinction reports and then we dress up like another kind of threatened life and we go sing in bank lobbies and parking lots and drive through teller windows and bank-sponsored art events and preach inside a circle of faces who are loathing us and giggling stunned with flawed. We hand out information on earth crimes that happen from their money and we get arrested and handcuffed and go to jail. Or maybe just a warning, in which case we do more research after returning home and love our loved ones and eat and drink and read and wash and do laundry and put off the bills and we're exhausted so we fall asleep and dream of rainforests prairies, coral reefs. We wake up and then we dress up, dress up like extinct animals and get on the subway and meet the other singers who are wearing the giant heads of the long gone golden toad. Or maybe they're covered with threatened honeybees. (laughs) We're off to the bank, broke but laughing all the way to the bank. So as you know, Dakota Access will start at Williston and go all the way down to Illinois. And then the Midland Pipeline will connect to Williston to the Dakota Access Pipeline from the tar sands. And as you know, the whole idea is to push tar sands through, flush the pipes with water, and then push the sweet crude through, then flush the pipes with water. I keep on saying, where are they getting this water? Second, once the water is flushed too, the water is no good for anything or anybody. The water is then poisoned. I don't think people understand. Do you have anybody in your family who's dying of cancer? That's the first thing I ask people. Why? Because the water is poisoned. So when, when you look at the whole scheme of everything, you have these great roots that come out of a tree and then you have this giant tree and then you have these big branches that come out of the tree that is the river so right now the roots are dying in the gulf of mexico the mother tree the mississippi is dying and so we have this branch that comes out of the mississippi called the missouri it is sick but if we can save it it can bring life to the whole tree and reconstitute the roots and make life again I don't understand why people don't understand that. As Native people, we go four days without food and water to remind ourselves how important water is. Because remember, our bodies are mostly water. Without water, we die. So why would anybody want their children to die? 
I cannot understand that whole compensation. So this pipeline will go under the meet the Missouri River. When it breaks, because it will break, it'll pollute all the way down the Missouri into the Mississippi, all the way to the Gulf. Who has a right to kill that many people? Oh wait, who has a right to kill that much wildlife, animals, plants, medicines? I just don't even think that people understand the whole concept of it all. That was very thoughtful. And, uh, is any last thing you want to say? We got to stand for water. We got to continue to stand for water. Wherever you are, stand up for your water. And that was the voice of LaDonna Brave Bull Allard. LaDonna Brave Bull Allard founded the Sacred Stone Camp to resist the Dakota Access Pipeline in South Dakota. It later became Standing Rock. LaDonna died last week. We mourn the loss of LaDonna Brave Bull Allard, a great teacher and leader. Thank you so much, LaDonna, for all that you brought. We'll miss you. And I welcome you to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Indian jumping ants are unique in that worker ants can increase and shrink their brain size when needed. In most species of ants, the males and the queen are the only members of a colony that can reproduce. When a queen dies, the colony generally follows suit. In the case of Indian jumping ants, female workers can compete for the job of queen if the queen dies. And if they win, they can decrease their brain size and increase the size of their ovaries, allowing them to take on the duties of a queen. Last week, members of the nonprofit news organization and live streaming group Unicorn Riot received a subpoena from the pipeline giant Energy Transfer, seeking a wide range of documents, including news gathering materials that would identify sources. The subpoena is part of an aggressive years-long legal effort launched by Energy Transfer in the wake of the Standing Rock movement, when thousands of opponents of the corporation's Dakota Access Pipeline came to camps at the border of the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation in an attempt to stop pipeline construction and protect the tribe's drinking water from contamination. Energy Transfer is demanding Unicorn Riot turn over virtually any documents, video footage, audio, article drafts, and communications related to the firm and its pipeline. The subpoena also sought information about the nonprofit's organizational structure, social media accounts, and names of employees, volunteers, and supporters. The environmental activist Carlos Cerros was killed in Honduras in the town of Nueva Granada at the end of March. Cerros, a member of the indigenous Lenca people of Central America, was shot dead on the street in front of his children. The 41-year-old was the president of United Communities, a local group protesting against the El Tornillito hydroelectric dam project in western Honduras. His death is the latest in a string of attacks in recent years against environmentalists in Latin America. This week marks 11 years since the Upper Big Branch coal mine disaster in Raleigh County, West Virginia, where 29 miners were killed. Federal mine safety investigators determined that a buildup of methane gas and coal dust led to the explosion at the Massey Energy-owned mine. It was the worst mining disaster in 40 years. Massey CEO Don Blankenship was convicted in December 2015 of conspiracy to violate mine safety and health standards. He served one year in prison and paid a $250,000 fine. 
A woman's exposure to the pesticide DDT during pregnancy can increase her granddaughter's risk for breast cancer decades later, according to a new three-generation study. The study found a significant association between DDT in grandmother's blood during pregnancy and obesity and early first menstrual periods in their granddaughters, factors known to increase the risk for breast cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease. Researchers estimate that 84% of airborne microplastics in the American West actually come from roads outside of major cities. Another 11% could be blowing all the way in from the ocean. Scientists believe that microplastic particles stay airborne for nearly a week, more than enough time for them to cross continents and oceans. There may be more microplastic blowing out of the ocean at any given time than there is going into it. So much plastic has accumulated in the ocean that the land may now be a net importer of microplastic from the sea. Many studies have indicated that human-caused light pollution is contributing to the devastation of millions of insects. New research found putting an amber-colored filter over an LED bulb substantially reduced the amount and variety of insects drawn to the glow. This study also found disease-carrying insects were disproportionately attracted to white LED light, which could mean avoiding white light around a workspace or a home, whether in the Amazon or the Mid-Atlantic, could be beneficial to human health. In an effort to conserve water, Las Vegas water officials are asking the Nevada legislature to outlaw roughly 40% of the lawn that is left in the city. They estimate there are almost eight square miles of non-functional turf in the metro area, grass that no one ever walks on or otherwise uses in street medians, housing developments, and office parks. They say this ornamental grass requires four times as much water as drought-tolerant landscaping like cactus and succulents. By ripping it out, they estimate the region can reduce annual water consumption by roughly 15% and save about 14 gallons per person per day. French officials moved to ban domestic flights on routes that are connected by train and can be traveled in less than two and a half hours. The vote comes as governments around the world look at ways to lower carbon emissions and achieve net zero targets. After a steep decline due to the COVID-19 lockdowns, air pollution levels are bouncing back to their pre-pandemic numbers, according to an analysis of satellite imagery. Bills to increase penalties for impeding the operations of a pipeline or power plant, in many cases elevating the offense to a felony, are pending in at least five states and have been enacted in 15 others. Every year, our planet encounters dust from comets and asteroids. These interplanetary dust particles pass through our atmosphere and give rise to shooting stars. Some of them reach the ground in the form of micrometeorites. International program conducted for nearly 20 years has determined that 5,200 tons per year of these micrometeorites reach the ground. New Zealand will force banks to reveal the impact their investments have on climate change under the world's first legislation intended to make the financial sector's environmental records completely transparent. Asthma afflicts more than 300 million people worldwide. The most severe manifestation known as non-TH2, or non-atopic childhood asthma, represents the majority of the cases, greater than 85%, particularly in low-income countries. For the first time, an epidemiological study has shown that not only is non-TH2 a distinct disease, its likely inducer is early childhood exposure to airborne benzopyrene, a byproduct of fossil fuel combustion. The study is the first to demonstrate air pollution as a driver of the most challenging type of asthma, the severe subtype which is non-responsive to current therapies.
And in activist news, hundreds of activists are occupying a roadway and bridge in Vancouver, Canada, to protect the old-growth forest from being logged. Only 3% of old-growth remains in the region. The activists have vowed to stay until a deal is made by the government with timber companies. And now, the sounds of extinction. The leatherback turtle, more than six feet long, weighing as much as 1,400 pounds. Leatherbacks are the world's largest pelagic or ocean-going turtles. They are also the only sea turtle with a soft, rubbery shell. Leatherbacks have special adaptations that allow them to eliminate waste gases through their skin so they can stay underwater for extraordinarily long periods. Inside their bodies, they actually convert salt water to fresh water, ingesting the seawater around them and excreting the salt. Their bodies are insulated by a thick layer of fat, another adaptation that is unique among turtles to leatherbacks. They are strong and graceful swimmers with powerful front flippers. They spend almost all of their lives at sea, swimming into shallow bays and estuaries to court and mate. They are found all over the planet, from the tropics to the Arctic. The only time leatherbacks come ashore is to lay their eggs, which they do only on sandy, undisturbed beaches. Females may lay more than 100 eggs in a nest, but many of these are eaten by predators before they hatch. A nest of 100 eggs will probably produce no more than one or two adults. Primary threats to the leatherback turtle include habitat loss, commercial fishing line entanglement, hunting, and plastic pollution. And hear the sound of the ocean, home of the leatherback turtle. Talking to you now in a strange time. Don't you feel the dream we're dreaming is kind of dictating the dream to us? We like to think that we create our dreams. And sometimes I think part of it 
is that we've had so many people passing away. And then so much at the same time. So much birth. So much birth and so much love and so much death. And, and they are the doorways to the earth. And that is happening right now to us with such force. Our response is gratitude. Our response is a rededication to our activism. Because this birth, this love, and this death will be in our every song that we sing. Inside that, J.P. Morgan Chase, representing being the earth, being the, the passing of the golden toad and the honeybee. Being, having within us the David Graeber, the Deborah White Plume, the, the LaDonna Brave Bull Allard. We have in us the rebirth of the coming back from death and reborning of Jason Candler. Jason, the co-producer and editor of this Earth Church for 50 episodes from the birth of the church. He walked right up to the earth, the earth and, and the, he made an agreement with the earth to come back. He turned around and came back. And yesterday he said, yeah, to me from his hospital bed yesterday. He, he said, he, he, he said the word good. <laughs> Amen. And, and we, we played today a selection from Hungry March Band, of which he has a kind of de facto music director. I think the musicians would agree to that on some level. He And so, and so, with the birth, the love, and the passing, we step into 2021 to be a part of saving a big park in the middle of 40,000 people living in, in the Baruch housing, in the Reese housing, the, the people who live there on the East River, in lower Manhattan, in the East Village. The East River Park, sometimes called the John Lindsay Park, we're going to be there with those 981 trees and be there for the tens of thousands of children and families who, that's their green space, now threatened by the corruption of the bulldozers, the unnecessary destruction, the excuses, the lying, the politicians who want to destroy it. That's our local, our global is the extinction embodied in the Extinction Talk radio every week, one to three on Sundays. That's Eastern Standard Time. And that's a gift from those who have been born and loved and passed. We feel the extinction. We feel that place in time and space that cannot be normalized, cannot be consumed. And so as we struggle to not be consumers, as we struggle to stop our shopping, I just hit my hand against the wood here. We're inspired by this thing, this outlying larger reality that the earth gives us. The sixth extinction, life will survive the way it did the other five extinctions. 
going back to the first one 500 million years ago. So we know we're a part of rapid, rapid evolution, extreme evolution. And the only way for us to be with it is to, <laughs> to go into our singing, to go into our trance states as we cross into corporate space, as we cross into public space that has been seized by the wealthy people, the corporations. Get everybody to join us in that trance, that doorway, that doorway to birth, death, and love, that singing that we... Oh, earth earth Thank you for being with me and Jason and this community of people that we have every week. We can't really know how many there are of us. Maybe 10,000, maybe 20,000, 30 radio stations, 50 podcast networks, Neil Young's website. Well, we don't know how many of us there are, but I call out to all of you, let's step into this coming year together. Let's keep doing it. Jason will return. Thank you to Tio for coming in and editing with us. Thank you for the people who contribute. Thank you to Savitri D for the news and the sounds of extinction. Thank you to the golden toads. Thank you to the honeybees. And thank you to all the animals who sing and cry and grunt and whistle <laughs> each week. Earthaluia. Let's go to the trance. Go to the music. Earthaluia. Thank you, thank you. I just want to thank you all. Thank you, thank you. I just want to thank you all. Thank you, thank you. I just want to thank you all. Thank you, thank you. I just want to thank you all.
Well, that's it. Somebody give me a earth alluya. Earth alluya. Earth alluya. <laughs>